What's up, everyone? We have another edition of Out in the Field. I'm your host, Julian Gallardi, and today we have so much Yankees talk again, too. Got a bunch of questions on Twitter. I'm going to try my best to answer all of them. A big theme today is actually a lot of early trade deadline talk. A little surprise. We still got two months. I know we lost the two games in Tampa. It wasn't the best ending in that series, but look, the world is not falling. We're going to be all right. Four and a half games up. The starting rotation still been amazing. Bullpen getting a little bit worn down, some bad decisions. I don't like the Clark Schmidt after Ron Marinaccio after he already blows the game, but that's from here or there. We'll get to other things as well. The offense, I know, big issues right now. We can't run from it. It's Joey Gallo and it's Aaron Hicks, and that's where most of my questions pertain to. But before we do that, I'm going to look at some offensive ranks, uh, going to look at some pitching ranks, and then... We'll explain exactly how bad it is for Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo because that seems what everyone wants to do. Oh, we will also get to injury updates as well. So those are very important. There's a lot of them. But let's look at some offensive ranks. I want to see where this team sits. And we are doing this fresh right now. We're doing this live as I record. So let's get into this. I know the pitching has been lights out. But for the offense, for the Yankees, the rank. Third in home runs with 67. That's obviously very good. And that's not where their issue lies. I know stands hurt, obviously. But Aaron Judge, he leads the league with 18. Looking on base percentage, the Yankees take a dip here to 13th with a 314, which is not outstanding, obviously. OPS, they have dips in ninth to the 720 clip. That's not great either, obviously. And for batting average, those who still care, I know some of you out there, they ranked 237, 14th, hitting 237. So, it's offense in a lot of areas is very much middle of the pack besides in the long ball. And that's not good enough because this pitching has been lights out. As we continue to say, they are third in the ERA with a two nine five that even includes the bad bullpen breakdowns lately. And they're fourth in strikeouts with 444. So those numbers are excellent. And this pitching staff is really going to help take this team a long way, but the bats seem to supplant it. Like I've been saying, it's been the biggest issue so far this year. The bats have been very hot and cold still, despite how well this team has been. So something that is also interesting, obviously, today is Memorial Day and they aren't playing, which is kind of odd. Uh, I have no idea why someone asked. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just the way the schedule worked out. They played a lot of games in a row. So the starting rotation ranks, here we go. 7-2-5 ERA, that ranked second, probably behind the Dodgers. Um, OPS for the other team first, which is a 616 strikeout percentage, third, 25.1, basically lines up what I said before. Walk percentage, 5.3, which is first. And you have the war of almost six. And yes, it is the Dodgers ERA to 245. So that's outstanding. I mean, Luis Severino's been great. Jamison Tyone and Nestor Cortez have been the biggest surprises to me, though. We know what Nestor's done with his 170 ERA, just disgusting out there. He had a great first outing in Tampa Bay. Even pitching to the ninth inning, just incredible stuff from Nestor. Almost had a shutout, too. Um, and then Tyone, with that 2-4-9. I mean, what a story he's been after the second year coming back from the Tommy John. Last year was a little hot and cold. This year it's been all hot for the most part. And he just continues to get the job done. And you see his performances from the starting pitchers. Jordan Montgomery, you still can't get a win for this, dude. That's a question someone else asked. Will they finally score some runs for Monty? I want to say yes, but how can I based off what we've seen? I think the most they score for him is still three or somewhere in that ballpark because the other day they had the lead. They blew it, of course. They were up three to two when he left. And then the doors got blown off with that Otor home run. Now, a big issue is 
Michael King. He has really regressed of late. His last six or seven appearances have not been good after he came out guns blazing his first eight. I don't know if he got tired. I don't know if people are figuring him out. But whatever it is, it's not working too well for him right now. So he's got to go back to the drawing board. And this Yankees team needs him. And somebody asked me the question of who can help this bullpen. I'm going to tell you who can help this bullpen. It's Clark Schmidt. Start using him more in the right situations. This guy's been money all year. Like I said the other day, they had to bring him in the seventh, not the eighth. And the jam was his to get out of. It shouldn't have been Ron. Ron has done okay, but Clark Schmidt has been a lot better than Ron. And it's not relatively close. I mean, you need to give your high leverage situations to your best players. Clark Schmidt's ERA is .64 in 14 innings. What are we doing here? Should have been in that position. You could have stayed tied at two. Well, then Judge hit the homer. Could have been tied at two regardless. But I don't understand that one. I really don't. Clark Schmidt's that dude this year. And he can pitch multiple innings, too. You could have had him go seven, had him go eight. And if you're able to take the lead, you got Clay Holmes. And Clay Holmes, man, what else can I say about this dude? Is he always like a point three something? I mean, the guy's unhittable. He hasn't given up a run to his appearance all year. I mean, absolutely incredible stuff from Clay Holmes. Just continues to mystify every time he goes out there. Point three six. I mean, we're talking 26 Ks and 24 innings. The whip's under point seven. This is video game stuff. And this war is a 1.5 as a reliever. Are you serious? Like, man, and that's going to be another question, too. Yes, this guy's a full-time closer. Forget about all this Chapman. Clay Holmes is the closer. I don't care when Chapman comes back. It's Clay's job now. Forget about the money they make, too, because he's the best pitcher in this Yankees bullpen bar none. And that's not changing anytime soon. So Clay Holmes is the full-time closer. I think that's what they have to do. That really is it. So... Let's dive into the struggles of Hicks and Gallo because I know everyone wants to go there, so I will do that. But one positive thing I'll say is Glaber Torres. He's looked very well lately. He had three hits yesterday, home run. He already matched his home run total from last year. He's really starting to turn around. All right, Aaron Hicks. I mean, yesterday he goes over four again. You see him get the two tough luck outs, the line up to third, and he gets robbed in the middle by Walls. His OPS is 560. His OPS plus is 68. He has one homer. His war is negative 0.4. He's batting 200, seven ribbies. Oh, but he does have five stolen bases. And he's playing mediocre defense in the outfield. So here's the problem with Hicks. And there's a lot of questions on Aaron Hicks. And I'm going to answer all of them the best I can. What I think could happen, what I think should happen. So obviously the biggest issue is that he has four years, 40 million left in his deal. No one in their right mind is taking that thing right now. It's one of the worst contracts in all baseball, despite its low money income. The guy's just not good anymore. Let's just call it how it is. He's not good at anything, really. So how do you get rid of him if you're going to do that? There's two ways to get that done. First, you could attach some prospects, eat some money, and maybe a desperate team needs an outfielder, takes a flyer, thinking he needs to change the scenery. Crazier things have happened. You never know. Or you just straight up DFA him and tell him to go home. And that's the option I don't think they're going to quite do right now. If they can find someone to trade him, take him, I think they'll consider doing that. But that is so much easier said than done. That is so much easier said than done. That's the problem. And then my good friend, the good vibe, 365, asked, it's a time to give up on Hicks and Gallo. It's getting close to it. It really is. I'm talking another month or so before you got to make a decision on these guys. We're very lucky the Yankees have played this well so far and have been able to mask a lot of their deficiencies. But the way this is going, it's not going to last forever. This team's going to need to score runs. 
The starting pitch is going to regress. Joey Gallo has been just as bad as Aaron Hicks. His war is negative point two. Talking about five homers, it's just seven RBIs. Only one home run that's not RBI. He's hitting 167 on base 270. OPS 570. OPS plus 67. Just absolutely brutal. A big defender, Joey Gallo. But I can't defend this. It's just been terrible. I don't know how much longer you give him. Like a month maybe? Because we've seen 120 bad at bats. Once you get to 200, you kind of know what's legitimate and what's not. Even 100, you can draw a sample from. And his time as a Yankee... You're looking at around 350 at-bats, with the majority of them being empty. He has 18 homers and 29 RBIs. That's it. I mean, how is the RBI total that low? He just cannot hit with guys on base. They're all solo shots. It's crazy. I don't understand. I really don't. Last year, his OPS was 707 with the Yankees. It's not good enough for him either. I mean, it's just not good. I'd like to be saying something different, but I can't say anything else differently right now. I was a lone wolf and no chemistry with him. Check the dog out. They have it with Nagy. Gallo sits solo or he's talking to Higgy. So, TFA, that's not going to happen. He has value, like I just said. So, now you built the four and a half game cushion still despite the split. And the next best threat in the American League is the Houston Astros who stands at 30 and 18. And you're about to see them soon. The schedule's about to get tougher, so we're going to see um, so far, so good record-wise and divisional lead, all that stuff. But, I mean, Aaron Hicks is dreadful. I would absolutely love if he was no longer on this team anymore. His time has come. But they're going to be patient with him. They're not going to rush. I mean, they want him to work out. Brian Cashman loves Aaron Hicks. He really does. And it's unfortunate because he hasn't been very good. But he's going to go as long as he can with this. Um, someone... I asked about Justin Lang. I haven't heard anything about him. Did he get injured too? But um, let's see. Yeah, I got a bunch here. All right. Um, who won't be a Yankee? September Hicks or Gallo? If I have to choose between that, this is Randy and PL. It's definitely Gallo because his contract's actually movable. He still has some value left. He only has one year left. Some teams would try to figure it out. Something I thought about, maybe a Royal swap for Benintendi. I mean, I know it sounds improbable, but KC is a place that Gallo could thrive. Benintendi's also on the last year of his deal, too. They probably won't re-sign him, but the question is, why would you sign Gallo and not Benintendi? Well, Gallo's younger. He does have more upside, I would say, despite how bad he's looked here. We've seen him be a good player before. So that's, um, that's what I'm going with right now. All right, Jay Madarak, Maker asks, will we win a series against the Rays this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they could have easily won this one. They won the first two. You don't have Donaldson, you don't have Stanton. So, yeah, they're going to win a series against them this year. It's also in the drop. I'm not even worried about that. Um, update, Stanton should be good when his 10-day stints up. I think that's like six more days. They're just saying June 2nd he could be back potentially. So we're going to get rid of Higgs, Gal, and Boone. Boone's not going anywhere. Hicks and Gallo, I would say, especially Gallo, you're going to look at a month or so before they try to make a move. But if Gallo goes, he probably goes around the trade deadline. Hicks, I mean, tough to say. I mean, I can say you only give him another month or so before you pull the plug and at least bench him. But the problem is you don't have a great replacement for him on the bench. Esteban Florio's not ready. We've seen that. Thoughts on any trades or signings? Yep, we're going to get to that. And then here's an interesting thought. We're talking about Ben and Tenney. We're talking about Ian Happ, obviously. 
Um, so the Cuban dugout, Phil Selig, asked some good questions. Any prospects going to make a quick jump, even just to provide some spark in the lineup in a short stint? Well, there is – well, I mean, I don't know. Be, Peraza maybe, but I don't know if he's ready yet. I mean, Derek Dietrich isn't exactly your typical prospect, and we did just get Matt Garbenzer, so I don't know if that's the answer either. You can check to see what Peraza's doing. He's hitting – he has five homers on the year with 15 ribbies. His OPS is 637. No, he's not ready yet. I'm sorry. You're going to have to hit better than that AAA. He does 11 steals, but no, he's not ready. And Duhar's already here now. So, I no, I don't see anyone in the farm, really, that can make a sit- an impact with their bat. I see some pitchers. Um, while the Chuck's been beasting, I can see him getting called up if they have an opening. Um, and then someone asked about another pitcher, Coleman. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been looking great. I checked some of his stuff. He's making a nice jump of the summer set. I'm going to check him out soon. I could see him getting a call potentially. We've seen guys get fast-tracked. Um, I think him, Walden, Chuck, Hayden are pitchers to watch. And then Dominican Scribe also asked how soon before Jason Dominguez is an HV. So I would say Dominguez are looking at least another month or two before they do that. They want to see him fully master Tampa, although he is looking much better now. He's starting to get really hot. I know his WRC is like 140 on the year, which is pretty good. So, yeah, I think that's a possibility in a month or two. Um, is Aaron Boone a championship coach, Baltman 23? I don't know. I'm not sure. I want to say yes, but we don't know until he actually goes out there and wins. I know it's a cliche answer, but he hasn't proven he can do it. The furthest we've gone is the ALCS. I mean, you got to do better than that. This is going to be the year to prove it. You are the best team in the American League. You can make your situation better with some trades like the Habs or Benintendis of the world. And that's what you do. You go out there, give yourself the best chance, add a relief pitcher as well, and then just go after it. This is a team that can win it. They have a lot of great qualities. I still believe in this team, despite what happened in Tampa and some of the hot and cold offense. So um, that's that. But let's look into Ian Happ. He has hit five homers in the year. His war is 1.4. His OPS is just under 800. So that's a nice upgrade compared to what we're getting from Hicks and Gallo. I'll sign up for that. He's a switch hitter as well. So he'll get a little lefty pop in there. And his cost is a little expensive. His price line is like a 22. So I was saying like, come on, Gallo, Gill, and then I forgot who else I threw in the mix. Maybe a... Floreal or Elijah Dunham or something. One of those two I think I threw in, but it might be a one for four situation, four for one. And I did one with, I think I did that one and I put like Justin Steele in there too, but that would be a lot of moving parts. There is a way to get Ian Hap though. There definitely is. And it's been talked about a while on the channels. Like I know it's the Mankeys have probably thought about it too, I would imagine, but I think Ben and Tenney is more realistic of a fit because he won't cost as much. He's on that last tier. He has a 1.5 war. He's hitting 327, two homers and 19 ribbies. He might be more of the, what the Yankees need to break up some of that boomer bust mentality. 821 OPS as well. OPS plus 139. He's looking really well this year. He's playing the AL East before. His defense is decent. So I think that would be a move worth pursuing potentially. And I could definitely see it happening because the Royals are very well out of it. They're not going to sign Penitenti. A trade that can make some sense I looked into is you get Benintendi, go to the Weaver, Coleman on their team as well. You put in Dunham, Gallo, and Florio, the matchup's equal. I know you could also maybe throw a Weaver in on the Yankee end too and take out one of the outfielders. Maybe someone in the lower levels, either in AAA or 
No one on the active roster, probably, but um, I can't see that happening because um, I think the Yankees need a weaver too. So let's see what else we got coming in here. How active do I think the Yankees are going to be the trade deadline? Yankee fan Joey, and I think they're going to be very active. I talked about Benintendi, I talked about Ian Happ. If you want to go for pitchers, you got Castillo, Male, Montas. Um, maybe a wild card like a Zach Gallon or Pablo Lopez. And um, I'm trying to think of some other names quickly that could help this outfield. Well, um, well, someone had a good idea before to mention that it's a Cuban player. It's 34 in the Nationals. It was dugout Phil. And um, he was saying that Yadiel Hernandez in the Nationals would be an interesting play. So I think that could be something worth looking for. He's a left fielder. Won't cost too much. And um, do we have anyone in the 40-man bubble that the Nats might like? Um, trying to think. I don't know if they'd really go for Florio. I mean, I guess for that, they probably would. That's not too bad of an exchange there. Um, I guess that's a guy that makes sense there, honestly. That's what I would say. And then maybe a pitcher or something. Mm. Maybe like a Sears or some sort, but I think that's too much to get for that guy. Because I really like what I saw from Sears. I really do. So, okay, let's see. Someone asked about Justin Lang. So let's see about Justin Lang. What's going on with Justin Lang? I haven't, no, I haven't seen him throw a thing. Maybe they're working on him in extended spring training or something. So I don't know if he got hurt. It's very odd. He's not with Tampa, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I don't have anything on him. Good question. You got me. How long until the Royal Texas Washington DFA? Hopefully sooner rather than later. Do I think Cashman Howard will not take on significant money at the deadline? Yes, because um, they're around 254 right now. Let's say they lose the hearing with Judge, which is another question. That'll get them to like 258-ish maybe. And you still have like seven million to add before you get to that two seventy. We saw what they did last year when they had the other teams pay for salaries too. Yeah, they'll be active. I really do think so. I hope they would either have to contract and add prospects to move him, uh, Allen Dexter twenty twenty. But I do think that um, you're going to see one of them gone. You can't go on with both of them. There's no way. I don't know if you're moving both of them, but I think one of them's going to go. So that's something to look for. Do I think Donaldson's an outsider since the situation? No, it's just something semantics. I want to be correct. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't really think it's a big thing. Um, yeah. And then um, Nick Koch, my good friend, asked about David Peralta. I don't know if Arizona will move him. I mean, he's on a bad fit out here, but he seems comfortable out there. They pay him a little bit of money. He's a good veteran leader. He likes being out there. They like having him. I don't think there's really a rush for him to move him. I mean, he's 34. Hitting 232. So OPS is 784. I mean, eight homers, that's good. I mean, he's doing all right, a lot better than what we're getting. So I understand the thought process. Then Darren Harmer is asking about August if we would go with Birds, Dietrich, or um, Gavin and Tenney or something. But I could see Dietrich maybe. I don't think Greg Bird's going to make it, though. <laughs> but someone asked a question about. Hernandez and Carpenter, I want to get to that one because that's a good question. And then we got catching questions in Austin Wells. So do I think Boom has managed a bullpen in the Raisin White Sox series? Yeah, especially Tampa. I mean, the White Sox don't really have an issue. I mean, it wasn't much more he could really do. We just weren't scoring. 
Wow, the Ninja Threes did that one. Okay, Ramsey and P.O. asked about Austin Wells. Is he going to remain a catcher? Will they change time soon? I think he's going to be a catcher for now. I think he's going to end up being a double A very soon. He's really maxed out at single A, I feel like. I think it's time to give him that promotion when he returns from the injury list. I really do. And um, that's what I would say for that. But they might have an opening up first base in a few years. If you can't get this catching thing down, I think you'd be a first baseman. So I'll say that. Anthony Barada, go Yanks, go, 2-4-2-2. Said it was a tough split in Tampa. Injury play will take it. Do you see them as active more passive at the deadline? Also, what's up with Rover? Any chance you see him? Um, it's going to be a while for Ben. They're saying he could possibly start rehab in July again. He's got four to six weeks at least. He's off crutches, but he's going to go through all the steps. I don't think he's going to be a major leaguer this year. I really don't. I think he ends up at AAA, and we'll see if he can get healthy at least. But got a tough start for him, tough break. Because Trevino's done really well in his place, although not on offense, obviously. But that's the next question we're going to get to. Catching. What do we do? Higgy's lost. Trevino is an everyday guy, and we can't wait for the guy we traded for. There's only one answer to this question, I think. But it's like a double-edged sword because you can get Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, maybe, sure. But Contreras' defense is not great, and you lose the defense. So do you want the offense to lose some defense? Could you play Contreras more often than not? You could rotate him a little bit. You could play first. You could play the outfield. So could you put him in left, maybe? That's an interesting thought. Sometimes and have him catch other times, like then Trevino can catch when he's in left. That's a, maybe, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I see the problem. I think they could win with those two. You know, a lot of teams don't have great hitting catchers anymore. Even the Astros and Maldonado, we've seen their success. He's not a great hitter. It's possible. I understand the concern, but I don't think they're going to act on that until maybe the trade deadline. If it's really so bad and like it's going to start costing them games, then they might have to do something there. How long until reliable quantum computers are commonplace? I hope soon because the umpires are really bothering me. But I would say like two years, maybe. I don't think they'll do it next year. So I think Antohar will take over Gallo's role. What's Gallo's trade value? Gallo is a nine on the market on the website. So that's not terrible. It's okay. Like I was saying before, it's around Benintendi. So it depends how teams look at him though, because a lot of teams aren't going to want to pay anything for him because he's really bad right now. Some teams will be like, oh, we can turn him around. He's not a New York guy. So I would say he's like a mid-level player, maybe a decent prospect, nothing too much right now. Obviously the Yankees are not going to get anywhere close to what they gave up for him if they trade him, which is frustrating, but sometimes you got to bite that bull to move on and we'll see. Andrew is doing pretty decent. I know he's definitely playing better than either of them right now. He is getting some contact. He's him a few hits here and there. I'd like to see more power from him, but it's only been 28 at bat. So maybe that'll come as those OPS only 607. So he's not wanting to world on fire either. Okay. So what's going to happen when JD comes back? Do they part with Carpenter or Marwin? Hmm. This is interesting because. It depends what you want. Marwin is a much better defender and he can play more positions. Carpenter is a better hitter for sure. There's no question about that. So do they need the offense? You could argue they do, but are they willing to sacrifice the defense? They signed him to a major league deal. So Marwin's obviously on it too. I think it really depends how Carpenter performs when JD's gone because Donaldson's, 
his issue is a little bit more severe in the stand. It's going to take some time to see Josh back. He also has uh, the suspension when he comes back too, most likely. You might not see Josh for another two weeks plus, maybe even three at this rate. Hopefully it's not longer than that. So Carpenter's going to get a little shot here, and we'll see if he can take advantage of it. He had a homer over the weekend. That was a good start, but other than that, it was quiet. He hasn't played in a while up here, so you got to give him a chance. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see that because you can make a case for both of them. I don't have a definitive answer right now, though. So now we get back to my good friend Marianne's question. I circle around this for the arbitration hearing. So it's June 22nd. It's the 17-21 split. Judgment's 21. They want to give 17. I would say one of two things happen. They meet in the middle at 19. Or um, the Yankees win the case. Because it's very hard for the player to win the case. Although he has a tremendous case. But... You don't see a $4 million difference where we get rewarded too much. So maybe they meet at like 19, maybe 20, best case scenario, doubtful. I don't think he's going to get extended before I know that's what you're really asking. No, I don't think so. I think it's still going to unfortunately be at the end. Like they had their shot. It's not going to happen now, probably. And what's if the Yankees put down a number they can't refuse? But everyone's saying the Yankees are still happy with the offer they made. So I'm not sure what's going to change right now. They're going to have to go back to the drawing board in the offseason, most likely. All right, here's a good question. It's going to be the final one, I believe. Brandon Papel, or Brennan Papel. What do you think makes this Yankee team special compared to the other Yankee teams from 17 and 19 and all the years they made the ALCS? I think that the pitching is the best thing about this team that we've seen in a long time. This is better than the pitching we had in 09. This is probably as good as any pitching they had since, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. So that's the one thing I'll say. It seems to be everyone besides Hicks and Gallo has contributed in some sense in this lineup, except not Hickey in offense, but defensively. So I think you're seeing a lot of guys that are comfortable in their roles. They're not doing too much. They're not pressing too much, except those two. But I'd like to see a little more from IKF. I understand. I mean, he's not really the best hitter, but he needs to do better than he's doing now. But I really think it's that pitching, especially the starter rotation, that makes them much different. Because whenever you have a rotation this good, that you feel comfortable every time someone touches the ball. And I'll tell you something else. If Clark Schmidt has to make a start, we're good. Clark Schmidt could be a starter on almost any team right now. If my boy Ken Waldachuk has to make a start, we're great. That's fantastic. He would probably be like a starter on any team too right now. He's ready to pitch MLB right now. He's been killing it down AAA already. He has like 15 or 16 Ks in 10 innings. He's at a little 1-7 already in two starts. He's ready to go. They just don't have space for him. But I did say this. I think um, when Gil gets, Hill gets transferred to the 60 day IL, they could potentially do it. I know they put Chad Green in the 60 day, I think. But, um, yeah. So, hot dogs or burgers? Burgers all day, Shelly. <laughs> burgers all day. That's a good way to end this for the question aspect, at least. So I answered a lot of them, probably almost all of them. Yeah, I have no clue. Again, I have no idea why they're not playing today. I don't understand. But a couple of things we're going to have clean here. We have um, a lot of cool surprises in store. 
and that's my and that's my um that's how i'm gonna end this so my old friend might be returning soon that's the first thing i'm gonna have um a great reporter on the podcast when i return from the dominican republic on june 6th next monday so that's one announcement we're gonna have someone else on too shortly after that in the next week or two at pursuing that and then i am gonna be away the whole week in the dr for a friend's wedding so i will be completely off the grid don't worry i'm fine I'm not gonna be tweeting I'm not gonna be attentive to this stuff but i'll know what's going on i'll get the updates but i'm not gonna be in it per se I'm, I'm off the grid for a week i need it it's gonna be good for me so that's what's gonna happen with that so everyone can check out what's going on slash your sports um my twitter's doing glory one instagram's doing glory 11 really excited for what's ahead check out facebook too tiktok um yeah so that's what's up and youtube out in the field too i mean a lot of great content coming very excited for what lies ahead once i return home and i want to thank everyone that asked all these questions i hope everyone got the answers they're looking for try my best on this gonna close down some injury updates uh tim mccastro has been getting his rehab work in he might be returning very soon within the next day or two Maybe a short rehab stint, but he's very close to returning. Domingo Herman also worked down there in Tampa or Castro. A little further from return, but he's facing live hitters. I think he threw two clean innings, so he's making his way back, and they really need all the reinforcements they could get down in that bullpen. Now, two last updates here with injuries I didn't get to before. Jonathan Lewis again, the role as Chapman. Both haven't started throwing yet. You might not see them for a little bit. I know... They were both 15-day IL situations, but could very well end up being more than that. We'll have to see. And let's go Rangers in seven. Take down Carolina. We out.